If you're looking for a clean, sober, professional, academic, well-researched, historically accurate, generally accurate, serious podcast on Southern folklore, ghosts, bizarre events, and unique people, this podcast is not for you. However, if you've decided you can live with that, then join us for The Strange South. We're kind of mixed matching drinks today because I have green tea because mm-hmm. a week ago, over a week ago, um, I started running fever. And the week before I took my cat to the vet and went in, of course, I always wear my mask and try to avoid places that don't have masks and so I read up on the vet and the vet said that they were social distancing and doing all the things you know because of uh, corona corona and um so I was like cool so I took my cat who was like being very weird and lethargic and oh sorry Marlea I'm letting you in to the vet and of course back yay nobody there was um nobody had a mask on and i'm like you know those vet rooms are like really super small anyway a week later i start running fever and so i'm freaking out so luckily because um i teach at a university we have a pretty awesome uh health care mm-hmm. center that we can go to and get tested for free so i had the corona um test and 15 the, minutes it's the, fun yeah, huh? up both sides minutes. of the nose to the brain oh my gosh yeah that was they went like 10 (laughs) seconds too long um, (laughs) on each side but um it came back negative and i basically had a um, sinus infection so i'm on antibiotics and that's why i cannot drink tonight so green tea i'm gonna be stone cold sober which i honestly Ah! think is a first (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i I have like (laughs) I don't think I have so. wine tonight. Uh, it looks delicious. Yes. So cheers, oh, yeah. ladies. Made your own cocktail. She made a cocktail of cranberry. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find limes, but I did uh, cranberry and club soda and vodka. Lovely. Cranberry Thanksgiving. Sorry it took me so long to get in. My computer is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's done. Hopefully it's done it's doing that. Is it being a dick dove? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I had to be reminded what that even was. So did I. So did I. So did I. My husband oh, I knew. was listening to the show and walked down the stairs. And it's because there was no context. And I didn't even realize mm-hmm. he had the buds in his ears. He just walked down the stairs and stopped and looked at me and goes, dick doves. <laughs> oh my God. And then he played that oh section of last week's show out loud, and I just about snorted everything that was in my mouth. <laughs> oh, so hi, everybody that's watching right now. Sorry for hi. the... We, we always <laughs> kind of planned for the wonky startup. So we give us like 15 minutes to get on and talk to each other before we go live. And then I spend like a really <laughs> concentrated like two to three minutes sweating my ass off trying to get everything connected and of course it never goes right which is why we <laughs> give ourselves 15 minutes and then we're like hey join us at 7 15 because we're really going to start the show at 7 30 because shit happens 
every yeah. time. Shit always happens. So shit always happens. <laughs> Hi, Marleya. Hi, Patrice. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thank you for watching yes. and putting up with us. <laughs> and happy holiday week. It's it's yes. Thanksgiving week. It is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. week. It is the best holiday where gluttony is the only thing expected of us. It's the mm, perfect yes. holiday. Gluttony and grading, unfortunately. But. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grading. Ew. It is kind of... Yeah. Oh. You should stop. Sorry, there's like a land shark trying to attack my hand over here. So, uh -oh. anybody kitty, anybody kitties after me? Um, Kitten. <laughs> so you were telling a story. Uh, no, weren't you? Me? Yeah. Was I telling a story? Cut out. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> I think I, I was. I think I was saying something about Thanksgiving and vegetarianism. Oh. It wasn't really a story, though, so we can just pretend oh. like I didn't say it. <laughs> it was a statement. <laughs> it's. I probably said it before because you know we'd done Thanksgiving on the show before because this is like episode seventy-two. So I was like, oh, oh my oh. god, everything I say has probably been said before. Y'all are so bored with us, probably by now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was. It's like. I'm becoming my grandmother. I like tell the story, same story over and over and over again. I was like, wait a minute. I said that last time. And I'm going to say it again today. Yeah. Because you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was, on my, I was on my annual search for um, vegetarian Thanksgiving dishes, which, I mean, I've, I've always... Uh, side dishes are always fine with me like all they it's all it's the day of all the best side dishes so yeah absolutely i mean you don't really have to have vegetarian special stuff you just don't eat the turkey fine that's fine but um yeah I, i've never ate the turkey I ate, like all all the side dishes i mean that's what you're there for right? turkey is uh, it's like it's so good though turkey is so good i think the smell of meat cooking is probably even something that i like more than the taste of meat at this point i just but it makes me drool Mm. And I choose not to eat it. That's strength of character. <laughs> stubbornness. That's stubbornness. <laughs> I didn't know what dressing was before Courtney started cooking for me sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I thought stovetop stuffing was the same thing. No. no it takes dressing. days to make dressing. Mm -hmm. We probably better? talked about this, this last year. Yes. It's yeah. a little low now. It is Jesus a little low. Jesus Christ. We need a sound person. <laughs> we need a sound oh, guy. Oh yeah! By the way, so we're gonna uh, our, uh, uh, we're gonna have somebody helping us with sound soon, so we can publicly thank All Jen, right. who is now going to be helping us with sound. Um, she won't be able to help with this kind of bullshit, but the actual <laughs> what this sounds like when you hear it on your phone slash internet radio that'll sound internet radio. is this am i am i on a level now am, is this good yeah. okay you're, you're okay we can boost you're, you you're okay sure. it'll be okay it'll be okay okay it'll be fine sorry guys all right it's, it's better it's easier to boost than to lower okay all right good cool all right so anything else <laughs> ready to probably <laughs> hold on hold on let's see Jen. okay uh da, 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 da. nope i got nothing Okay. Patreon. Patreon. Oh. oh. Okay. So here's the thing with the Patreon. It wasn't a Patreon. Uh, 
Oh, okay. It wasn't a patron. Oh, no, okay. it was my friend buying a shirt. She's awesome. It was- Yes, so I sent a shirt out to Savannah in New Orleans. Yay! And oh, oh, last yes. names. No last names. Woo-hoo! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it was. That just popped up and I was thinking, ooh, patron, but no. T-shirt, which is patron. T-shirt patron. Yay! Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> It's worse. It's worse when we're so far. <laughs> I'm pretty sober as well. Oh, I only gosh. had like one glass of wine at Thanksgiving lunch. So I've got, I'm ready though, because I got my tea and then I got my pot of tea. Oh, that's a pretty pot. Oh yeah. That I, um, I'm just going to sit here and refill. And I'll be all cleansed. <laughs> all right. I How many I more s- days on the medicine? <laughs> uh, tomorrow. It's my last day. Oh, good. So. Yay. You can drink. <laughs> drink yeah, tomorrow. I'll be no, drinking drink. all week. Yeah, we're off the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Or yes. kind of off. Kind of off, yeah. I still have one class to teach, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Me too. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, like you said, we are making a few changes for the Strange South, which is really exciting. We are hiring some help. Um, and I use the word hire very loosely (laughs) because we are contracting some of our friends to help lighten our load. Right. And we may pay them in chickens and goats. (laughs) They just don't know it yet. So I wanted to do like a shout out to Jen, like we already did for helping us with our, um, putting the sound together and uh fka kellyanne from montgomery shout out to y'all suckers (laughs) we love you your chickens in the mail chicken is on the mail all right so um so we all have researched marley and i doing this you know I mean, first thing, if you're going to Google, it's like, okay, we need a story for the strange South. It's like strange things in the South, yeah. right? And so we've been doing this for like the better part of two years because our two-year anniversary is coming up. Ah! Uh, no, that party seems like not a long time ago when I made those cranberry oh, or no. those uh, white Christmas oh, margaritas. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was I so know. sick. Man, you were <laughs> so, so sick. So Malaya was literally laying on the floor, just like stopped up. <laughs> All right. It was, Sorry, it was horrible. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. No. So, you know, doing research and stuff on strange things in the South and you type it in and some of that stuff you can't unsee, right? <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of things, but there's also like a lot of repetition. There's a lot of quick dead ends. Um, there's a lot of paragraphs out there, like one paragraph mm-hmm. of folklore or UFO sightings or local legends or something, but there's nothing to back it up. Uh, one of the local legends is uh, in Alabama, and it is Jack Cole Road. And we haven't talked about Jack Cole Road. And a lot of people don't know about Jack Cole Road, because I didn't know about Jack Cole Road. <laughs> but obviously, Jack Cole Road is a thing. And if you don't know where Jack Cole Road is, because again, I didn't know, it's north of Birmingham a little bit. And... Um, was it Hayden, Alabama? 
was it Blount County? Blount? Blunt? <laughs> Blunt. Blunt. It's Blunt. <laughs> Marijuana County. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you Google Jack Cole Road, then you'll be flooded with all these little bizarre paragraph stories surrounding Jack Cole Road. And a lot of them are in the most haunted places in Alabama, scariest places in Alabama, places you do not go in Alabama, you know, <laughs> hauntings of Alabama, top five hauntings of Alabama, strange things in Alabama. I mean, like all the lists that you come across. And again, it's usually like a paragraph or something. So, you know, when you see stuff like that, because three-legged lady road is one of those things mm -hmm. it's you know made the, it's the scariest road in Alabama, scariest road in Mississippi uh, sort of thing. But, and you wondering if people are perpetuating this, if maybe like the town is perpetuating this in order to get on the map. So my story is going to be obviously the hoaxiest road in Alabama. Prove us wrong. Oh, Okay. Cool. So Jack Cole Road <laughs> is in the small town of Hayden, Alabama, which is in Blount County. Blount. 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 Blount County. Okay. Blount County. It's there like you go. where Aniana is. Okay. Uh, it is an just like Three-Legged Lady Road. It's unpaved. It's densely wooded, and it's just off Highway 7. This is private property that we're talking about. So Jack Cole Road is only like half a mile. I think uh, Three-Legged Lady is maybe like three miles, two miles, a mile. But it takes know. like an it's hour long. to drive. <laughs> it's yeah. like an hour to drive. There's some sort of wormhole there and, and, you know, you lose all sense of time. But it's only half a mile and supposedly it is responsible for 68 deaths what? and many odd sightings since the late 1800s okay but again this is all private property there's houses on it there's a lot of abandoned houses on it so let's talk about the hearsay that's in all the top 10 scariest roads in the south kind of deal so if you live on blunt Oh, shit. <laughs> Jack Cole Road. You <laughs> just got blunts on the brain. On the brain. <laughs> blunts on the brain. <laughs> you should see, like, if you've been smoking them, <laughs> lights and loud, or maybe hear a loud noise. There's also apparently a misshapen Bigfoot. Although other accounts have said that the Bigfoot is like half wolf. <laughs> And so I don't know which half is the wolf and which half is the foot. I, I don't know. So is it like the foot, wolf foot, like big paw? I don't know. These are just some of the things paw. that are on the internet. I'm just telling you guys. I feel like that should and be a song. These are the things that we find on the internet. <laughs> these are the things that we find on the internet okay <laughs> so in the early 1900s mass cholera broke out and apparently there was a hospital on jack cole road during this time and that accounts for 60 of the deaths possible deaths hmm. so there's been like several 
statements implying that there was a hospital actually on that half a mile of Jack Cole Road, which if you look at is in the middle, it, it would be like three-legged lady road. There's a hospital out there. Okay. <laughs> right next to that pickup truck. <laughs> that that's the scaredest I've been. <laughs> I saw that pickup, the empty pickup truck. I mean, I knew it was probably Hunter's, but oh. still that's scary. All right, speaking of hunters, later on in the 1900s, hunters, some sources say kids, so maybe they were kid hunters. <laughs> what? Hey, it happened. Like people hunting kids? People or hunting kids. kids. Hunting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> people hunting kids. <laughs> Just okay. like turn the kids loose and they go run. <laughs> Like the most dangerous the most game. Dangerous game. <laughs> most dangerous game. All right. So, kid hunters, <laughs> as in the hunters are of kid age. Okay, gotcha. So, they came across this abandoned cabin in the woods, and inside the cabin was a mummified woman. Apparently, nobody knew that the cabin was there or that, you know, or who the woman was. So, it's like instant Blair Witch Project, like early to mid 1900s of course you know this is during the cholera period so they declared the woman a witch and blamed her for the uh cholera outbreak and promptly burned the cabin and all the cholera went away and all the cholera <laughs> magically went away but at least she was already dead right yes she was already dead okay you can't find of course where the cabin was now and some say that she still haunts the woods, but again, private property. I would not be traipsing through these woods because kid hunters, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> I'm still confused. I think like, that probably would like, are the account kids hunting for all or the deaths. The, the kids are hunting. How 12 year olds are automatically. I want to say that. Children that are hunters. <laughs> kid well, hunters. I mean, but they're not hunting other children. <laughs> no, not Supposedly. yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> young hunters. Young children. hunters that are children. Yes. <laughs> In the late 1960s okay. on Jack Cole Road, a local uh, fruit grower, which a local fruit grower. Muscadines? Like, what? <laughs> What do, what do we grow? Apples? <laughs> pears, baby? I mean, you can. Yeah, apples and pears. Muscadines, scuppadons. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> Okay, so or even blueberries. Oh yeah, blueberries okay, around here a lot. Blueberries. Yeah. Okay, Black it just kind of perplexed me because I was like, we're not really fruit known for our fruit. No, we're not. <laughs> fruit wine, though. Mm. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so this local fruit grower uh, was found slaughtered with an axe inside his home on Jack oh. Cole Road, and I feel like we murder... focused on the wrong part. <laughs> <laughs> The fruit, the fruit murdered the axe. <laughs> the fruit murdered, and he was slaughtered brutally. Yet was he a peach grower? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too cold up there for peaches. Can't be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, that's that's all right. Uh -huh. Serious now, because he was brutally murdered, yes. and this is actually true. Oh shit, it was true. Yeah, it's okay. one. This of, isn't just rumor. This, this is, is a real not thing. rumor. We have we have going from rumor to fact Ooh. now. So in the 60s, this uh, 
person was slaughtered in his house on Jack Cole Road. And it was remembered and still remembered as the most gruesome crime um, in this small town of Hayden, Alabama. And there is like, uh, there's articles on that part of, you know, the murder and they, they didn't really know who did it. And this is 1960s Alabama. So of course they framed an African-American man and say. charged and hung him for the murder. Although most of the residents believed he was innocent. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the after show. So 1960s, you know, still kind of low key, nothing's happened on Jack Cold Road, except in 2003, a famous civil rights photographer was found dead in his house um, on Jack Cole Road, which were like, I swear, Jack Cole Road must be like another dimension. <laughs> uh, like, because this guy, the guy that they found, his name's Spider Martin, and he was a famous, famous civil rights photographer, best known for his pictures of Bloody Sunday, oh, wow. which was <clears throat> in March 7th, 1965, where John Lewis and about 600 other marchers marched across the Edmund uh, Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, and faced brutal attacks by oncoming state troopers and the footage of the violence and like the photos are actually you know some of what spider martin took and has become known for and uh, the georgia congressman uh john lewis said that he more than any other photography of our time spider martin used his camera to document the struggle for civil rights and social change in the state of alabama and over the course of his career, Spider uh, took more than 2,600 photographs highlighting the civil rights movement at the time. He was threatened, intimidated, beaten on numerous occasions, but never stopped uh, fighting for the cause. And there is actually, I'm going to put the links up, there's actually a really good interview um, after he died that, uh, you know, they went around and interviewed people who knew him around the area in Alabama, talk about him. And it's actually a, a nice um, little snippet to get to know, like, you know, who he was and how he contributed and his family talk about him. But he was death by suicide, actually, oh. um, April 8th, 2003, and they found him in his home. However, weeks leading up to his death, he had been talking to people about hearing things and seeing things out in the woods. Hmm. So again, Jack Cole Road, another dimension hmm. somewhere. And then most recently on Jack Cole Road, on the morning of February 5th, 2015, a 52-year-old woman named... Um, Lisa Weaver was last seen sitting on her bed and playing on her iPad um, at her house there. Her son, Michael Mullins, uh, sent his mother a text around 2.30 that afternoon and was telling her that he was on his way home. And she replied and said, and that was like the last time that he heard or had any contact with her. It wasn't long before Mullins received word that the house was actually on fire. Ooh. And the entire house burned down 
The remains of three family dogs were found, but Lisa Weaver was missing. The family, oh. the fire department felt like she had been moved because they didn't find any remains uh, because of the dog's remains were still there, and but they didn't find human remains, which, you know, if you could find dog remains, you would be able to find human remains, yeah. right? She had recently moved in with her ex-husband, but was reportedly on good terms with him. And she had two adult sons and th they were living there because she had a uh, COPD, which rendered her unable to like live independently. And it said that she couldn't like walk a hundred feet without, you know, losing breath. So she couldn't have just got up and walked and wandered off somewhere. And so they had like search parties out checking the woods. It came up empty. She is actually an unsolved case mm. and part of the Charlie Project online, which is uh, a list of cold cases, um, unsolved uh, murders online. Um, if you want to go look, like they have them organized by states. I don't know huh. who did the Charlie Project, uh, but it's... Um, this where you like you can go click your state and see like all the tons of cold cases which is really crazy hmm. so to this day uh nobody knows what happened to her nobody knows where her remains are um or if she's alive wow so we thought that 68 people because that's the number that keeps getting thrown around with um the Jack Cole Road. <laughs> Thank Jack Cole Road. I was gonna. I wanted to say Coley. Jack. <laughs> Jack blunt. Cole. Yeah, blunt. Uh, so sixty-eight. So we have basically sixty people that supposedly died of cholera in the hospital on Jack Cole Road. The mummified witch, the fruit grower, the guy that got blamed for the fruit grower, the famous civil rights photographer, and Lisa Wheeler, which makes five people so we're missing three people out of the 68 that we have no idea how they got the number 68 <laughs> so here is my challenge and this is why i want to thank kelly ann for helping with this story because she came up with this challenge which i think is fabulous and i think we're going to start doing this more so so if you know anything that's happened that's weird uh about Jack Coley Road, and you have a story, if you send it to us, we, uh, we want to like follow up and, uh, you know, since some of this is kind of hearsay, but a lot of this isn't, and it just seems like there's so much bad shit that went down on that road. If you send us a story and we use it on air, we will give you a cup of facts <laughs> and <laughs> it is a cup that Killian uh, helped design and ah. it's basically a strange south cup with the crow and the skull but with a cup of facts <laughs> like on the back and it's really cute that's awesome um, <laughs> it, it has she she has on it she's like cup of facts mostly true probably <laughs> <laughs> so i just wanted to put that out there if you have any uh, jack cole road stories we will send you a cup if we use them on air so cool and 
that ah. is my hoaxiest road in Alabama. I love it. Prove us wrong. Woohoo! Yay! Couple facts. Couple facts. Get the couple facts. Probably. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on thinking <coughs> that I've heard of Hayden, Alabama before. So I'll have to look it up and yeah, it's it right there. north of, of Birmingham. But I feel like I've heard it in context of a story. So, mm. and I'm going to talk more about it. Um, I've got some interesting things that we found out uh, um, from Facebook that I'll talk about more in the after show. Cool. Well, anybody need anything? Should I just uh, jump I'm on my? Good. Do it. Okay. I'm good. I'm fascinated with this Charlie project now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say that's going to be another one that I look up. All missing person cases, which are. So it's all missing worst. persons just across the board. Unsolved murders, yeah. Hmm. Is it unsolved murders too? Oh, I thought it was all No, maybe just persons. missing persons. Sorry. There, I just made an assumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're presumed murder because some of them are like they found their purse and they found their car mm -hmm. and they find, hmm. but they mm -hmm. never find. That one about the house, the, the burning house. How weird is that? I kept on thinking yeah. about spontaneous human combustion. Is that bad? Ah, know. You know, that, that, crossed, that, that crossed my mind too. Um, but again, with spontaneous combustion, it leaves, it leaves a hand or feet mm -hmm. or it leaves something. So, and if it got like that hot, because remember how hot it has to get mm -hmm. in order to yeah, like exactly. just dissolve bones basically. So I don't know. Mm. I, I have my suspicions. We'll talk about it in the after show. Ooh, okay, good. Okay. Cause uh, that one's really gotten me. That's like, especially that the animals bones are there and like, mm -hmm. hmm. do you want more strange South every week? We can help. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can join our Facebook fan group fans of the strange South podcast to keep the chat going with our whole creepy community. Do you have a story idea for us or a story of your own to share? Email us at stories at thestrangesouth.com. Plus, if you join our Patreon, you not only help support the podcast, you get an exclusive bonus episode for every show and a discount on merch. You can find links to all of these things on our website, thestrangesouth.com, along with photos, links, and show notes from every episode, Strange South t-shirts, mugs, and other goodies. See you there. Well, I'll go ahead and do something completely different then. And now ah. completely different. <laughs> I'm still sober. <laughs> um, so, uh, so this is a story in three parts. The little theme stories, rather than just one story, because that's just how it turned out this week. So last weekend, um, we were celebrating a couple of birthdays. So we went to the in-laws and sat on their porch, did the whole six feet mast birthday, fun, fun thing. And um, <laughs> so we were sitting there and while people were opening their presents and stuff, this little bee starts to just buzz around everybody and we weren't eating or anything like that. So it's kind of weird. And he would just like sit here and then he would get, he was one that one of those that just doesn't leave you alone. That Like you turn around and it's in your hair and then it's in somebody else's hair. And then it's just like staring you down and mm -hmm. um, so much that it became a topic of conversation. And um <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that um, when I was growing up in Virginia, my mom always called these sweat bees. 
And um, it's the way that we talked about anything that was like bee-like, but was probably not going to sting you. And they look like a little bit like yellow jackets if you're not right. thinking of the same thing. But that's, that's right. kind of what you they look like. You go to the park and there's like a trash can and it's like a swarm of them. And you sit down at the picnic table and you're like, God damn it. I know. Because they're like. <laughs> but they don't like, like the they place. don't like sting you. You know, it's just no. like they harass you. you know? They do. They have like their little knives and they're like poking. <laughs> it's just like that exactly just like you (laughs) so um so my mother-in-law who is from missouri starts talking about this little thing and she said she's pretty sure that when she was growing up in the ozarks they called them um good news bees or news bees and i was like well that's interesting and so she immediately starts digging through google on her back porch and everything like that and so we we both ended up searching this up and finding out some folklore about these weird little critters so one of the sites that i found some information on was the site was called bug eric and so I kept on singing the Eric the Halfabee song for Money Python for like three days. It's Eric the Halfabee. But um, so the, this news bees thing, she was right. They, she probably did grow up calling them news bees because that's a, a folklore thing. Um, there are yellow and black news bees. And um, yellow, so they hover in front of your face because they're supposed to, the noise, you know, they, they hum too. Like they hum and buzz. They have a very like low buzz. Mm-hmm. And people, make the jump that it kind of it sounds like humans talking when it's if it's around you and you know you think maybe you're hearing somebody far away whispering or something like that I don't know that never struck me that way but that's what they say because they say that the yellow one will is supposed to be giving you news like it'll that's why it like hovers in front of your face it's like supposed to be reporting the news to you okay and it's only supposed to be reporting good news or either that or it's listening to you so that it can go report new news to other people. So I guess they would just call it gossip the gossip bee. bee. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if they land on your finger, it's supposed to be good luck. And this is this wasn't just an Ozark folk this like folk story. The Ozarks in the Appalachia, like they have a lot of um really really similar folk tales so they share a lot of these so they'll be like a hair different but they'll be basically the same thing so one of these um says that the the yellow news bee means that you'll receive a letter with good news in it but there's also a black news bee and if the black news bee comes it signifies that you'll receive a letter that has bad news in it. And there are other sites that say that black news bees just warn of imminent death. And that if they, f- they, they fly in, they'll fly in and out again, and they'll go straight for the next cemetery. This is from AppalachianHistory.net. Um, <clears throat> and so that like the idea that like they pretend some horrible, horrible thing that's going to happen to you. Um, so these things, they're not actually bees at all. This is one of the things I found out. Um, is that they um, they're called flower flies or hover flies and that's why they don't sting you they're not bees they're flies and um, they they're they mimic um, the look of uh, yellow jackets so that people won't fuck with them Um, but they have two wings all flies have two wings all bees and wasps have four wings so there's like a two wings run or two wings fun four wings run I was like I don't know if I would call flies fun 
but right <laughs> it's especially with this sitting there at the i know right <laughs> but um they're not fun they're you know dirty. it's a thing to remember anyway two wings fun four wings run uh, do you really count the i mean I, i've no, never I seen run. a bee wing that, that's in my the life. thing is all this time i've looked at them and i never would have known because they move so fast that you can't really tell how many wings they have know, exactly but um right. so hoverflies um they they are in gardens and they are the same things that we called sweat bees in virginia um because they they'll collect your sweat they just don't sting you so um they also eat all your aphids and they actually there are plants that like evolve specifically to produce hormones that attract these so that they will eat aphid infestations off the plants so Weird. they're really good for your garden so don't kill these annoying ass little hoverflies because they're they're good for you but that was what got me on my whole creepy crawly critters kind of theme for today was this conversation and i know you guys love it when i do these this is at least my second one of these but i love bugs they're so cool <clears throat> and they have lots of legs and i liked Ah, pictures of them so um ah. <laughs> while i was looking up this shit about hoverflies from my mother-in-law i accidentally stumbled on a second really weird bug thing about the south um so you know um punxsutawney phil you know the the groundhog the pennsylvania groundhog, groundhog. that is oh, okay that's his name his groundhog i don't day. know if yeah. i would have known this but i have a friend who was from punxy because i went to penn state and she so she taught me that it was punxsutawney phil he's the groundhog and um mm -hmm. you know he forecasts the weather right because it's complete bullshit but that's like what the town is built on so um banner elk north carolina decided 42 years ago that they wanted to get into this whole like animal weather forecasting business <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. like get your <laughs> haunted road get yourself some of this get your groundhog or or uh, whatever titmouse yeah, or whatever titmouse addictive titmouse <laughs> dick ferret so um we so the south we actually have our own punxsutawney phil but it's a caterpillar <laughs> so we have a weather oh, wow. we have a weather predicting caterpillar in banner elk north carolina so here's the deal um so there's this appalachian folklore that you can you know it's like the kind of thing like the farmer's almanac would have you can tell how hard the winter is going to be by looking at the stripes of a woolly worm caterpillar um and the woolly worm it's um I'm not even going to tell you what the scientific name is because I'm pretty oh. sure I can't pronounce it correctly, but they are or called, I know, right? Yeah. They're mountain caterpillars and uh, woolly bears. They call them woolly bears, black-ended bears, banded woolly bears. They turn into tiger moths and um, they are actually really cute. <laughs> I mean, I know most of you probably don't like bugs, but they're actually really cute. They're, these are the caterpillars that you want to pet because they're so fuzzy and they look really, really soft and they're brown and black. And you then like you want to pet them, but then you don't want to pet them because you're pretty sure you read something somewhere about how they're all Oh, I poisonous. know about like the most poisonous <laughs> yes. caterpillar ever. And now I'm scared to pick. I they look pick like a cow ants too. I used to are, pick up well, caterpillars that, all that's, the time. I know. I did too. But no. That, and then ever since I read that thing about that caterpillar that like. 
yeah basically those, you pet it and you die a lot of them have stink like have, have venom or toxins or something on the ends of their their fur so if they're fuzzy you don't want to touch them but the right. cool thing about these is they're not toxic they're actually just snuggly and that Aww. so that that picture that you held up courtney it's like it's a little bit misleading maybe because they're not really red they're not that red in the middle they're they're kind of a rusty brown but they're still brown so they don't look like those like calcular ants those velvet ants that are like mm -hmm. seriously mm -hmm. going to destroy you but um no they actually they don't sting they um when you pick them up they roll into a little fuzzy ball <laughs> and they turn into like a little teeny they're really cute they turn into a little puff ball so <clears throat> they've used okay so folks in um the appalachian mountains have used these bands on the worms like what Courtney just showed this picture of it's black on both ends and it's brown in the middle and it's supposed to predict the path of winter so those those bands are made up of 13 different sections of their body and so if the black sections are really really big it means the winter is going to be really hard and it's going to be snowy and really cold and if the brown section in the middle is bigger then it means it's going to be a milder winter um so that seems like a way better predictive forecast than a uh let's just say hedgehog <laughs> at his shadow we should start our own hedgehog weather predicting event <laughs> yeah it's still it's still 100 percent bullshit i mean scientifically oh, yeah. but it, it sounds better it does it sound better. better right like, count the rings count the rings around the... this yes around this worm but so <laughs> this event has been around as long as I have. It's it started in 1978. 42. And um, mm -hmm. so Banner Elk was like looking for a new event to have as an annual event. And this guy named Jim Morton had been, I, I don't really understand this part, but had been already doing a publication that included woolly worm forecasts for the winter. And so he was like, hey, why don't we do a festival about this? And um so they turned it into a whole big thing but the problem was there's only like if you compare it to the groundhog day thing there's only one punxatani phil like there are billions of groundhogs but you've chosen you've chosen you have chosen one you have been chosen chosen as the groundhog above all groundhogs <laughs> so punxy phil is the groundhog that they base this on and um you know they so there are woolly worms everywhere in in benner elk north carolina and so they're like well how do we decide which which one has the correct forecast because their bands are all different because we all know that this is completely unscientific bullshit and so <laughs> they were like we've yeah. we've got to come up with a way to decide which woolly worm is going to be the weather predictor for the year so they decided that the best way to do that is to race them <laughs> so they're this caterpillar yeah racing? totally they set up they set up of a series Very of three this is before the internet and <laughs> <laughs> yes 1978 man yeah, but there was okay. still television yeah our year so they set up a series of three foot long nylon strings that go from down to up and um one worm per string oh. and every fall now up to 20,000 people come to this place to watch these worms race up strings 
and then they buy local arts and crafts and they have the whole like funnel cakes and all this kind so of shit are the strings hanging down and they're climbing yes up. it looks like it kind of looks going, like they're attached oh, i was picturing tight ropes no so they were... <laughs> no let's see who falls no. off with a little with tiny food, worm umbrella no. <laughs> no, no, it's a string, and like it it starts like it. at at you know eye level, and then it goes all the way up three feet above your head. And so, but they so they have had up to a thousand people register their worms for these races, and so they do them in twenty five worms to a heat, and they race them in heats all day long, and then the winner gets the honor of calling the weather for the winter and a thousand dollar cash prize. Oh, wait, now we should do this. Yeah, I was going to say for a thousand dollars. Right? I, it's kind of, I was like, well, no wonder people sign up. And, and I really wanted to find something that was like the secret to woolly worm training, but I couldn't really. I couldn't find it, but I did. Oh I God, did find a video. I did find a video of the the woolly worm <laughs> races from 2017 that I'll share in the show notes. Because if you don't know, we put the notes, we put our links and everything like that, and videos <laughs> and stuff every every episode on the website strangedelf.com. Oh lord! And um, so I've got a video, and it's like they people name their woolly worms ridiculous, funny names, and then they just you're not supposed to touch them. So there's this guy with a bullhorn walking around behind. Them. Them, who's like calling out who's in the lead like all the way through and then he's like please do not touch your worm <laughs> so and you see like you just kind of sit there and watch and for a while it just looks like a whole bunch of people trying to touch their worm and then all of a sudden you realize there's this little black and brown thing going like and he's gonna make it and you're like yes go flash go but um flash. <laughs> So they have this awesome festival in Banner Elk, North Carolina every year. And the, the website for the festival, there's a quote in it that says, there is no other experience in life that can produce the absurd euphoria that comes from cheering for a worm to climb a tree. <laughs> it is so from indisputably ridiculous that it is completely liberating. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a fan of these people <laughs> after reading... So the mascot, they don't have Punxsutawney Phil. They have Meriwether, the woolly worm. And uh, this year, the worm festival was unfortunately canceled because of COVID. But hats off to the organizers for canceling a large event of people for COVID. Right. Thank you for doing that for everybody's safety. Ooh, and um, how are they? definitely try to catch it. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I'm like, I'm actually kind of excited this. about it. I would go. But, um, I would so they go. do have an online vendor store. You know, it, so when you go to stuff like this, a lot of, you know, it's always about all the local arts and crafts vendors and where you can get the best funnel cake. But like, the local arts and crafts vendors have probably suffered a lot because of this, because all these events have been canceled, indoors, outdoors, whatever. A lot of this stuff is being canceled. So if you want to go and look at the artists and craftspeople who would have um, exhibited at this, you can actually go to woollyworm.com and they have online links and things like that where you can still buy from those people. So go hit that up cool. and I'll drop that link in our show notes too. But um, so that was the ridiculous part of my three-part creepy crawly story and the creepy part is the spider oh, part <laughs> which i knew I nobody wanted me sound. to do <laughs> because i've been sitting on the spider story for like ages because i knew nobody wanted me to tell it but then i was like but look at all these bug things it's time it's time now so oh no i'm getting one but i can hear you, you go, when i go you go get one 
I'm going to talk about spiders. I like spiders. I also, I don't, but I do because they're really pretty and I like to take pictures of them. But um, so we all know we have dangerous spiders in the South. Mm -hmm. Really primarily the recluse, probably the brown recluse, though I would think is like effectively the scariest of our Southern spiders, but the black widow is the one that we all recognize. Um, She is the most. I've been bitten by a black widow. (gasps) Have you really? I really have. You're going to the hospital. Wait, you at the hospital you got bitten? Oh, you I went to the hospital. I had to go the hospital because of it. I was doing yard work and luckily it wasn't like a full on bite and it was crawling up my arm and I swatted it and my arm just like pained. They fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So you hurt. had to go to the hospital? Did they give you like an antivenom or something or did they just. They did. Well, they watched it. They did like the thing where they marked the place and they like did the, you know, whatever. To see where and, the swelling extended to kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really, it was more, it was pain. It was more painful than swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get like a full dose, but it's still fucking hurt. Oh yeah. Well, I had, yeah. I knew a guy um, in one of the plays that I worked in years and years ago who had said that he had been bitten by a female black widow and that they had told him that he would from the, no, I'm not going to tell you this. <laughs> I just realized I can't tell you this. I have to keep saying it now that I started saying it. This is what makes me socially awkward. Um, so why can't you tell I don't it? think it's true. I will preface you with this oh, because okay. I haven't found any data to support this, but he did say that at least for a little while after you were bitten by a black widow, you actually exude the pheromone that the black widow spider exudes and so other spiders will come to you. And, oh, but if you have not been bitten That's by another terrifying. one in all that time i don't think right. that you still would have any danger from that and i also like i said i also don't know if that's true that could be just another folktale thing but spiders do like to crawl on me mm. so that is a thing i don't know what the fuck it well is, but, you yeah. you may be able to corroborate some of this story that i have to tell you right now so there's a special southern link to the black widow besides that they just live here um mm-hmm. and i haven't found a whole lot of stories about this but it is there is original um original uh documentation so it's true and that story i found is by a writer named mike oliver it was from al.com and i will link it in my show notes so there was a dr alan walker blair He was a Canadian physician. He worked on the faculty of the University of Alabama Medical School in the early 1930s. And at that time, apparently, there was only like anecdotal evidence that black widow spider bite could be deadly or dangerous to humans. Um, But it was just anecdotal. It was just people like, oh my God, like, like what you're just saying. It's like that thing bit me and it hurt like fuck. But there was no conclusive scientific data because they would have to have test subjects so this dude is like the only legal way for me to find out how this works is to do it myself so this guy at the university of alabama decides on 10 so it's 10 45 a.m november 12 1933 takes a couple of assistants with him to his lab in tuscaloosa along with a black widow spider in a mason jar and he pulls out the spider with a pair of forceps and he shoves the tip of his finger into its face and he forces it to bite him for 10 seconds. 
He's, oh my god that's a long what? time it's a long time because he's trying to gather data on the the like the venom power of this creature so oh, i would start with like a second yeah. seriously he said 10 seconds it takes yeah what so that time that you were just doing that yeah that was it's a long time right right so he basically trapped it there to do that for 10 seconds he says it felt like a needle prick at first, but with a sharp and increasing burning sensation. And then, so he, he lets it go. I don't know if he kills it or what, but he just, he starts to take notes on what happens to him. And the article includes all these excerpts from his original notes from the experiment. So at, oh, cool. at 10.45, he gets bitten. At 11.05 a.m., he says there's a dull aching pain in his left armpit. And his whole arm starts to ache and feel kind of numb. 11.07, so what is this like? This is 20 minutes later, 22 minutes later. Um, slight aching pain over the lateral surface of the whole left side of his chest. And then at 12, aching pains in the muscles of his neck, starting to feel tired. From this stage of his notes, everything is taken by assistance because he can't write anymore. He's 32 Fuck. years old. He is very healthy. He has just won the faculty tennis tournament. He is like athletic. He is spry, everything. He is not like a child or an old person or an invalid. <clears throat> so at 12.10 a.m., he's got aching like abdominal pains. And at this, so 10 minutes after they start taking notes for him, his assistants have to take him to Veterans Hospital. And for, uh, you know, to be put under the care of a, like a, a doctor. So he did it at 1045. So this is an hour and like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So 1230, um, severe aching pain in his lumbar region, abdomen and chest with a feeling of constriction in his chest. He can't speak right. His speech is jerky. He starts to sound slurred. 1237, agonizing pains in his back abdomen and chest and his abdomen becomes like rigid like a board god Twelve fifty, he cannot straighten up he can't stand up he's his legs he start to trem have tremors in his legs he's got an ashy pallor cold clammy sweat and um here they put him in a warm bath to ease his pain and he's got labored breathing at 115 so this is all like within a couple hours 115 his lips are tense and contracted his mouth like develops this like kind of oval shape because he can't control his muscles um by 405 he's starting to get sick to his stomach and vomiting 525 are they treating him at all they're they're time? treating him some but only to ease the symptoms because but they're this not is like also in the 1930s this is in the right? 1930s so they probably didn't have many they methods to do anything for him Right. I was going to say, do they even know how to do any kind of anti Because the whole point, I mean, part of doing this was to figure out what they would do, right? So, well, except that you're going to die. Well, and I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if you, I'm wondering if he went into this thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm a picture of perfect health. This can't be that bad. You know, I can, I can manage this. So, um, so 5.25 p.m., a red streak starts extending up the back of his left hand. 7.45 p.m., he starts drinking copiously. He's sweating constantly. His eyes are red. His face is swollen. His abdomen is still rigid like a board from, like, how many hours ago did that start? Like, 12-something? Um, so he, he oh. manages to sleep some. The next morning, um, 
let's see, he has, on one occasion, the patient stated that he, he became so upset mentally that he was afraid if firm control was not exercised, he would go insane. So they gave him morphine at 8.15 the next morning. Um, late that afternoon, 4.10, his, his tongue is furred. His, they said his breath was foul. His face is swollen. Um, and then at 8 p.m. the next day, his condition started to improve. He drank lots of orange juice. He sweat all day. So it took two full days for his body to work through this spider bite. So it said one of the goals of this guy's experiment was to find out if a person who was bitten once by a black widow would build up immunity when they were subjected to a second bite. So he planned all along to do it twice. No. And after he experienced the first bite, he said, I'm really sorry, but I'm not brave enough to do this a second time. He's like, I just Thank God. Um. And so his attending doctor said that after treating him, his attending doctor said, I do not recall having seen more abject pain manifested in any other medical or surgical condition. So he, he released all these notes in um, the Archives of Internal Medicine in 1934, in December 1934, in an article called Spider Poisoning. So I have to do like the obligatory like naturalist end note on this that you know you know these guys are generally not interested in people they're not out to get you they're not going to hunt you down and bite you Mm-mm. and actually you in one study found that in a natural environment you actually have to pinch them to make them bite you like if you poke them right. multiple times they'll just run off so right. mine what happened with me and my arms aching now that you talked about that guy I'm but so sorry. <laughs> I was I was doing yard work and I was picking up like large things of pine cone, uh, pine needles to like you know put them in a bag, and mm-hmm. I felt something crawling on my arm. So I did my arm like this, and I see the black widow like crawling up my arm. Now I probably could have just like gently just like boop and yeah. you know, and it would have been or like gotten a leaf even because they she wasn't being threatening or anything like that but i freaked the fuck out because i saw a black widow so i went pow Mm. like that and in my smushing hers when she bit me and i did her off like that and yeah that's what happens uh my arm it it didn't like i didn't feel her bite or anything but it started to like hurt and ache and go numb and that's when I went to the hospital. How old were you? Did you bring her? Did you out. bring it with you? Did you bring No, it because you? because I did like this and then you couldn't find it. Yeah. Did they believe you? No, they didn't was? believe me. Really? They, I knew they didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, I figured they were condescending. Like, oh, what you, the hell? Yeah. Uh, you saw it. Gave, of course they yeah. But anyway, um, they did give me, they did treat me for it, but they didn't believe me because I didn't have it on me. Like I was going to fucking. How many people do? do? I mean, how many people are like, here's the spider that bit me. (laughs) Well, I do know people brought snakes. They bring snakes if they kill them. Mm, Well, you got to kill them first. If you kill a spider, there's nothing left. My cousin got bit by. Right. Especially if you freak the fuck out and smush it and then like sling it off of you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I wasn't, you know, like I kept raking afterwards because I thought, okay, that's fine. And then my arms started like aching and hurting. How old were you? Oh, shit. Uh, like 35. Oh, wow. 34. Man. Well, 
So they didn't necessarily believe you, but then they were like, oh, it might be a spider bite. Well, yeah, they had to treat me. They mm-hmm. gave me like a large dose of antihistamine. Um, mm-hmm. And they just like, everything he's exp- it's describing sounds like some kind of anaphylactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and that's muscle, one of the things like the, they do have really, um, their venom is 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake's venom but they're tiny, you know, and they almost yeah, never right. bite. And when they do, you only get a little bit of it. So what Patrice right. got was a little bit. What this guy got was 10 seconds full of venom. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And was if it already hurt that bad from just a regular bite, this guy, oh, yeah. yeah, that's why this guy was in such pain. It's a, a, So there are like um, 1,900 Black Widow bites across the country reported every year, and only 14 of them in 2013 was the one that I found the data for only 14 of those had any severe symptoms and nobody died so nobody died. afraid oh. don't be that afraid don't go out and squish them all um, don't do what i did yeah but yeah Just, like, i mean because they breath. really are very very non-aggressive and they will run from you if they're on you right. they will run away they would rather run away than bite you so right. just be aware of where they may hang out they may hang out in like in like yard debris like pine they're, needles, they're everywhere leaves. they're like in garages or in they closet. do like I garages mean, they like places that have light like your their garage is probably the biggest place that they might be but um you know they they don't make pretty webs they make messy like um mm-hmm. jumbled kind of webs mm-hmm. so you can look for those um you know i've had them in my garage i've had them in my backyard downstairs Um, yeah so you know around bricks like if you got like bricks or wood piles they they love love that stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah your wood pile for your like backyard bonfire just be aware but it's like i'm see i'm weird about i'm like oh my god they're super cool because there's this like article about how like they have this enhanced that what is it embodied cognition that they actually think through their body through their joints and their legs and instead of just their brains what? like octopuses do this too octopuses think through their um their their legs can grab food without sending signals to their brains like they they have like their body is part of their mind so it's just super i can drop that link too if you're weird if you're like geeked out about spiders like i am but Ooh. um you know vibration that is and- really Bizarre. it's crazy right but that is i've never heard anything like that. anyway that's, that's awesome so that's anyway so be scared but don't be too scared because mm-hmm. they're not going to kill you but yeah. don't freak out like I don't make them this. bite you for 10 seconds like don't the crazy ass dude up. in the university of yes. alabama did in 1930 so that was my strange oh. creepy crawly story <sighs> yay oh Cranberry Thanksgiving. Sorry, it took me so long to get in. My computer is an ass. <laughs> is it being a dick dove? <laughs> ah! Oh my god! Oh my god! I had to be reminded what that even was. So did I. I. So did I. Ran my husband. Oh, I knew. Listening to the show and walk down the stairs, and it's because there was no context, and I didn't even realize mm-hmm. he had the buds in his ears. He just walked down the stairs and stopped and looked at me and goes dick doves <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs>